Okay, we're going to begin this story. It's called Side Saddle. It's from It's a Rum Life, Book 4, Northcote, Volume 1, 1984 to 1998. The story is about a saddle and also about a special event. The event was a sponsored ride created by Lynn Ellis in about 1984 to help her pay for a scanner to be installed at the Pilgrim Hospital at Boston in Lincolnshire. I've searched high and low on the internet but can find no record of this appeal anywhere today. At the time, facilities at Boston's Pilgrim Hospital were very basic and Lynn was suffering from cancer herself. She had been informed that a scanner at the hospital would be of great benefit to future patients and so off she went on her epic journey to find the money to buy this amazing and most expensive piece of equipment, very rare in 1984. She did in fact succeed and our little story is about one of those many fundraising events that she organised. She and her many friends and helpers arranged a sponsored ride for riders and their horses at, if I remember correctly, Butterwick Pullover. Anyway, it was on the edge of the marshes, just north of Boston. There are numerous access roads off these entrances to the marshy areas around Boston, all the land that had been reclaimed and now protected by the sea banks. The well-known Skegness to Boston Seabank Marathon uses these same roads and tracks. Close to Butterwick, the access was good and plenty of parking for support vehicles. Lynn initially asked if we could help by supplying horse-drawn transport for the Mayor of Boston, Councillor Cyril Fovarg, I hope the spelling is okay, as I cannot find any reference to mayors of Boston from the past. But do remember that when we lived in Boston a few years earlier, Cyril was our milkman. With the mayor and Lynn was Dennis McCarthy, the local presenter for BBC Radio Nottingham at the time, and who were giving their support to Lynn's efforts. Dennis was also a well-respected dog breeder from Nottinghamshire. We travelled to Butterwick with our ancient BMC lorry with trailer and Victoria carriage. In the box we had Juno and her son Jupiter, who was to become an equine celebrity of some note up and down the county during his future career as a working carriage horse for horse-drawn weddings. He also became unforgettable when he was asked to take Ruth and I to numerous Sunday meets of the British Driving Society within the county. There are several audio stories about his equine escapades. I cannot remember which horse actually pulled the carriage for the arrival of the mayor and his party because there were literally dozens of horses around ready to do their bit for the fundraising effort it was more than likely Juno, as she had a very quiet and kindly temperament and would not give us any embarrassing problems. Dinon the Dalmatian was there too, as it was a public publicity day and important for the Linellis Fund, then we thought they should have the full works, carriage dog and carriage. Ruth had for some time been keen to learn to ride a horse side saddle, 
and with the help of a friend, Maureen Clark, from the Lincolnshire branch of the British Driving Society, she bought a saddle. This was to be the first time in public with that saddle, and Maureen and her husband Peter came to assist. Jupiter was also pressed into service, being ridden by a friend Anne Malone, who with her husband Derek had been helping us with the horse-drawn weddings for several years. Now we move on to the side saddle description. For more detailed information, uh, we referred to the online Wikipedia. It says, The earliest functional side saddle was credited to Anne of Bohemia in the 14th century. It was a chair-like affair, where the woman sat sideways on the horse with her feet on a small footrest. The design made it difficult for a woman to both stay on and use the reins to control the horse, so the animal was usually led by another rider, sitting astride. The insecure design of the early side saddle also contributed to the popularity of the palfrey, a smaller horse with smooth, ambling gait, as it was more suitable for mounted women. A more practical design developed in the 16th century has been attributed to Catherine de Medici, the wife of Henry II of France. In her design, the rider sat facing forward, hooking her right leg around the pommel of the saddle, with a horn added to the near side of the saddle to secure the rider's right knee. The footrest was replaced with a slipper stirrup, a leather-covered stirrup iron into which the rider's left foot was placed. This saddle allowed the rider both to stay on and to control her own horse, at least at slower speeds. In the 1830s, Jules Pellier invented a side saddle design with a second, lower pommel to the side saddle. In this design, still in use today, one pommel is nearly vertical, mounted approximately 10 degrees left of top dead centre, and curved gently to the right and up. The rider's leg, right leg goes around the upright or fixed pommel, which supports the right, the right thigh of the rider when it is laying across the top centre of the saddle. The lower right leg rests along the shoulder of the left near side of the horse and up against the second pommel called the leaping head which lies below the first on the left of the saddle you better understand all these by looking at the photographs it's mounted about 20 degrees off the top of the saddle this pommel is curved gently downwards in order to curve over the top of the rider's left thigh and is attached in a manner so that it can be pivoted slightly to adjust to the individual rider. The rider places her left leg beneath his pommel, with the top of the thigh close or lightly touching it, and places her left foot in a single stirrup on that side. The impact of the second pommel was revolutionary. The additional horn gave the woman both increased security and additional freedom of movement when riding side saddle, which allowed them to stay on at a gallop and even to jump fences while fox hunting and show jumping. With this design, nearly all recreational equestrian pursuits were open to women, yet they could also conform to expectations of modesty. For example... The world record in side saddle show jumping was set at 6 foot 6 inches 
at a horse show in Sydney, Australia in 1915. The leaping head was the last major technological innovation for the side saddle and remains the core of basic design even for saddles of contemporary manufacture made with modern materials. The riding habit worn by women riding side saddle originally was similar to clothing worn in everyday life. It was not until the second half of the 16th century that a riding habit specifically designed for side saddle riding was introduced. Though side saddle habit design still tended to follow fashion of the day. In 1875, the first safety skirt was introduced and later evolved into the open-sided apron. Side saddle habits, also known as riding habits, developed as women became more active in the hunting field. Cumbersome skirts were gradually replaced by this apron, which is still worn today. It's actually a half-skirt worn over breeches, designed so the rider does not sit on any apron fabric. The side saddle apron can be attached to the right foot by a piece of elastic to hold it in place when riding. Then, when dismounted, the apron is wrapped behind the legs and attached to a button on the left hip to give the impression of a skirt. Despite various changes in riding style, there remained a place for side saddle riding in certain traditional and ceremonial circumstances, and aficionados kept the tradition alive until the sport enjoyed a revival beginning in the 1970s. We now return from the technical and historical details of the side saddle and move back to our saddle. They're quite expensive to buy much more than ordinary saddles, and keep their value. So we decided to buy a saddle horse to to pamper the side saddle with a proper home. We turned to our good friends Keatley's, the boat builders, for this task. We gave them suitable pictures of various designs and they produced the saddle horse you can see in the accompanying photographs. It's still with us, as is the saddle. A further development of this event organised by Lynn Ellis was when Dennis McCarthy telephoned us and asked if Deanon could take part in a proposed BBC film about working dogs. Deanon had evidently impressed Dennis with what he was doing on the day. Fortunately for us and Deanon, it was Dennis who knew many folk in the dog world and who the BBC had engaged to produce the film. The rest, as they say, is history. You can see part of this film on uh, YouTube, on our channel, Cracker Books. There we are. That's the end of that little story. Thank you for listening. Um, Now, uh, we have no shop anymore. All our publications are free to download. That includes these audio stories. Um, There are a a huge amount of videos on YouTube. And there are eight complete books. You can find the links to all these on our new website. The address is www.itsarumlife.com and the spelling is I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com. No gaps. Itsarumlife.com. There's hours of interesting and entertaining publications there. Uh, do, Do hope you have a good look at it and thank you for listening.